yo, yo. It's South Congress Podcast. Uh, Give them hell podcast. Uh, I'm Milan. Big bro Cam. You know, here to give you the recap of last week. Get into next week. What's going on, Cam? Man, not too much. Not too much. Uh, episode three uh, this week. Did the uh, yeah, and it's crazy. You know, did the first two, and I guess the second one was so good. You know, our uh, our uncle texted us like, "Yo, I need that new one as soon as I can get it." Like, <laughs> just right after the game, he was like, he was so hyped after the game. He was like, "Yo, I gotta get another one. Like, I got need to hear cocaine. about this, about this." So yeah, um, it's crazy. We um we're on a bit of a schedule, so I don't know how much we'll actually talk about. You know what happened before a bunch of games last week, but if you um. If you know anything about me and you follow me on any type of social media, I've said plenty about it. So maybe we'll get into that. Maybe not. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, let's let's talk. Uh, let's talk some football. Let's let's actually focus on football. Like some people say they want people to, but don't actually mean it. <laughs> so yeah, um, Washington twenty-seven, Oakland ten, in a, in a big-time upset. Um, we were talking. Uh, probably about a week ago about the AFC East maybe unquestionably or not the AFC East, I'm sorry, the AFC West maybe unquestionably being the best conference or best division mm-hmm. in football um, with three teams that were sitting at 2-0 and um, you know, we go into the game as a, I think a three and a half underdog, so that's, you know, basically a touchdown underdog I wasn't um, too bad yeah, and I mean, it was to be expected. Like, I'm, I'm certainly not saying the experts were wrong, you know what I mean? But, right. wow. Um, yeah, Washington 27, Oakland 10, dominant game. Probably the most dominant game I've seen them play uh, maybe in two years. Yeah, you know, I would say the same thing. It's crazy. Um, ran the ball well, threw the ball well, uh, tackled, and mm-hmm. had really good coverage. We held which you may think is the best wide receiver tandem in the league, to two catches, like two catches, mm-hmm. 25 yards. Um, you know, without going into too many stats here at the beginning, what, what are some of the biggest things that you saw? Uh, biggest thing I saw was consistency. Consistency mm-hmm. and balance. And what I mean by those is early on, we didn't spring too many runs over three yards. Mm-hmm. Three yards, we were hitting a lot of twos, a lot of ones, a lot of threes, and we stuck with it. We didn't divert from it. The running game wasn't too uh, prosperous early, but we, we kept it up. We got at it, kept running the ball, kept running the ball, and eventually P. Ryan was able to get out. Uh, Thompson broke a couple in the run game as well. Um, I was just glad to see them not divert from the run game and try to put the ball in Kirk's hands and try to have him, you know, will us to the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the consi- the the uh, the consistency, or yeah, the balance of it, sorry, when we did throw the ball, it wasn't, uh, it, it was because we were running the ball. Mm-hmm. When we threw the ball, it was great play actions. It was Kirk makes one, maybe two reads, um, and it didn't get, it did, they didn't make it too difficult. You know, we, we stayed pretty much in the intermediate pass game uh, a lot. We had the big one to Josh Dawson, um, which was we, we, we got to talk about that solely yeah. for maybe two or three minutes. But uh, but yeah, I, I liked all I like the balance in the running pass game. We we just look confident, man. That mm-hmm. if I, I scratch what I said, biggest thing I took the confidence, man. Mm-hmm. We came out like we were a team that didn't want to get embarrassed on national TV yep. uh, in prime time. You know, for the 80th time in the last year yeah right feels like you know so it was good it was good to see that 
I think going along with what you said, um, you know, looking at the numbers, 34 rushes, uh, only for 116 yards, but um, that does show a dedication to the run. Um, mm-hmm. There were a lot of runs on first and uh, second down for P. Ryan mm-hmm. early on in the game. Um, and, yeah, like I said, we, we seem to have a really good balance. There were uh, 34 carries and 25 passes. So, yep. you know, that's – I'm sorry, 34 carries, 30 passes in total. So it's about what you want. Um, yeah, let's uh, – the thing that I think um, I took away most from the game was just, uh, you know, defensive intensity. Um, mm-hmm. Stuffing every run, tackling really well, playing hard on receivers, just uh, really fun stuff all around. Um, you know, we got the got the rookie back there, uh, you know, opening the game basically with an interception, which was mm-hmm. great. Um, was that Nicholson? Yeah, yeah. Nicholson opening with a pick. Our secondary is um, looking good. Yeah, and here's another thing. Um, we had two, um, I think we forced two turnovers and scored 10 points off of two turnovers. Like, that's, that's, that's something huge. that you needed. you got to score off turnovers. Um, and really, you know, that game could have been 40 to nothing. You know, mm-hmm. um, you have sure-handed Crowder, you know, who, who muffs a punt. It happens. You know, you don't get too hung up on that. Oh, that was so um, scary. Yeah, yeah, because you thought the game was going to go the other way. But that's another thing. Like, they didn't let bad breaks uh, you know, you let the game get away from them. I believe um, we held them to three after that. Yeah, that was. I, think I don't think they got was, a touchdown or not. I think that was the one. I think the other, uh, the P Ryan turnover is the one that went for three. Yeah. Um, but still, like a, a, and and you know, you can't even fault him because he got. I mean, when you come up off the off the fumble and your whole arm is bleeding, like okay, you know, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I saw that yeah, too. Like, oh exactly. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I look at the numbers. You know, Cousins twenty five for thirty, three sixty five for three touchdowns. Uh, NFC Offensive Player of the Week, uh, mm-hmm. and deserved. But let me say this: um, I don't know how you overlook Chris Thompson. You know, Chris Thompson had 188 yards from scrimmage, um, and then he had that monster uh, third and 19 screen that he broke. And that's you know that's him working. That's O line out there working. Mm-hmm. Um, just just look at some of these numbers. Uh, Chris Thompson six catches from 150. Vernon Davis five catches 58 yards. Doxon one for 52. Crowder six for 52. Grant three for 31. Prior two for 19. P Ron one for six. And then Paul one for negative three. But I mean. Guys are out there catching. Um, Vernon Davis, exactly. and this is my man. Uh, my man Courtney uh, was talking about uh, big Giants fan. He was like, "Look, when um, when Vernon Davis, uh, when Jordan Reed can't go, Vernon J- Vernon Davis seems to still be a suitable replacement." Vernon mm-hmm. Davis was, was 33 years old, and he cooked a safety off the line to get a touchdown. Ooh, like he can still do that. Yeah. Um, but like you said, the biggest takeaway, uh, Doxon, man. Doxon catches catches one ball, um, of course, over David Emerson because that's how these things work out. But one ball, jump ball that I hated, by the way, because I'm like, oh, gosh, this is getting picked off. He high points. <laughs> and this is the thing. You know, I'm a, um, I'm a UT grad, so I've seen way too much of Doxon. Uh, but uh-huh. it, it's, it's Big 12 uh, goal line jump ball in the end zone that he just killed. Uh, DBs at all his his whole college career, you know, just jump ball high point um, is too big to be tackled, and that's the thing we've been looking for. You know, he was hurt all last year, but that's why you have him. You know, that's mm-hmm. why you feel comfortable letting go of a Deshaun Jackson because you feel like you have a guy who can go out and make those same plays. And hey, it's a small sample size, but it looked really really good. So and, yeah. and when it works out, 
and I've thought about this too. We've, I don't, I can't say we've upgraded our receiver core, mm-hmm. but I will say with what we do and with what we want to do, mm-hmm. we have a better receiving core. Uh, last year, I would say Pierre was the only guy that could legitimately block. Mm-hmm. He was the only guy outside. When you're doing those toss sweeps, when you're running those uh, wide receiver screens, Garcon's the only one getting out there and blocking. Mm-hmm. So when he's when he's the receiver of a wide receiver screen, you know, you can't break too many of them. And I'm not here to say Terrell Pryor is the best blocker, but I will say I think that his size – intimidates a lot of corners because I was that was one of the things I tried to highlight you know my my attention on Mm -hmm. was how well our receivers are blocking Dotson can block yeah I'm not I'm not gonna you know say he's one of a top blocker but he he can block Mm -hmm. uh and Terrell Pryor it just looks like these guys puts his hands in your chest and pushes you back yeah I mean it doesn't look like he's exerting any effort it's just the corners backpedaling right with him because he's like man this guy's huge if he wants to take me off my feet he can so let me try to read read the play while I'm getting blocked. And that doesn't work because Terrell's just, he's too big. He's going to push you out the way. He's going to block your line of sight. Um, like with that, that screen um, to Thompson uh-huh. that he took for, took for 19 or what was it? 20 something on a third and 19. And, and that, that's crazy. And that was all set up by what looked like an extremely easy block uh-huh. from Terrell Pryor yeah. and no knock to Deshaun Jackson. I love him. Deshaun Jackson was one of my favorite guys while he was here. Uh-huh. But he ain't blocking nobody. Not like that. Mm-mm. He ain't blocking nobody. So with that being said, I think our receiving core now is more geared to our – is more uh, in line with what we want to do offensively. Yeah. And, I mean, as long as these guys are getting targeted and as long as you look at these the, this stat sheet and you see Kirk Cousins is throwing 60 mm-hmm. and 70 and upwards close to 80% passing, mm-hmm. I mean – I can't. You can't make can't make too many gripes about yeah. them guys catching the rock. Didn't have to throw a lot of dangerous passes, um, which mm-hmm. is big. You know, um, I think you know defensively the thing we should really focus on. Uh, you know, you lose Mason Foster uh, for the week after getting that game ceiling pick. Um, you know, he popped his shoulder back in the place and finished the game, but you lose him for the week. Zach Brown had 11 tackles, five solo, Oof. one for loss. Um, and then Spate had nine tackles, uh, three solo. So when you're um, in the Kerrigan, four tackles, all of them solo with a sack. Um, so when your top three tacklers are your linebackers, that's what you want. That's serious. That's what you need, you know. Um, Against what's supposed to be a top offensive line. Top offensive well. line, yeah, and a, and a bruiser for a running back. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just I, I don't know if we're going to see a, another game this season where we look, you know, that balance, especially you don't have your starting running back, you don't have uh, your starting inside linebacker. Two of the things you we were going to need, you know, going into this game to, uh, to you know, to have a shot and just uh, all phases of the game. But I like what you said. Um, you know, we're a team who wants to have a lot of quick, short passes, get the ball out of the quarterback's hands and get out there, you know, and be able to run in space. And it looks mm-hmm. like right now we have the tools to do that. Um, yeah, I, I, you know. We talked uh, last week for about a half hour. I think the week before it was similar, but there's just not a whole lot to say. Like it just went the right way. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, everything went correct. Oh, one more thing I wanted to, I wanted to uh, highlight. Mm-hmm. Now, beast mode was beast mode. Mm-hmm. You take a, a couple looks at those first couple of runs. You see, 
beast mode is beast mode. Mm-hmm. You, typically, one guy isn't getting them down. Mm-hmm. But there was a, I believe it was inside zone. Uh, Marshawn cut it up the left, and someone had him around his ankle, and yep. he looked like he was going to rip it out. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, DJ Swearinger yeah. put the boom on yeah, that he man. Did. Yeah, he put did. Put the boom on that man. And after that, it just didn't look like he was running as hard. No. They, you know, and that's just human nature. You get hit like that, I mean, it's going to be hard to hit them holes as hard as you was doing before. Yeah. Um, and just to highlight how good the defense was, Derek Carr, who is, you know, on the short list of top flight quarterbacks. Like, he's, you know, a top five quarterback, more than likely, however you slice it. 19 for 31, 118 yards, a touchdown, two picks, was sacked four times. His QBR was 3.5. Just he was a sacked twice all of week one and two. Game. Yeah, and then they got him four times this game. Just uh, just an all-around like, great effort you know, from the team. Um, so, you know, you go from primetime Sunday to the only game uh, in town Monday night, Kansas City Chiefs, man. Um, you know, I'm not... Uh, you know, a Kansas City team with no Eric Berry is still good, but I, I fear them a bit less because I feel like the middle of the field is somewhere we can operate. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. They have a, a wide receiver that has yet to be slowed down in his career, and they got this rookie running back who can do everything. Um, and, you know, Oakland does not have that running back out the backfield, and we saw what Ty, Dur- Ty Gurley can do. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, – it's it's a scary one, but I mean we were supposed to get smashed last week, so hopefully this week you know it goes uh, it goes our way. Um, I think keys going into the game though, you know you got to make Alex Smith uncomfortable, put that pressure on him, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's something we're proving that we can do, that we can definitely you know get pressure even if it's with just with three or four. It, it looks like we're going to be pretty good in coverage, and I'm not so much worried about the receivers outside of uh, Tyreek. Yeah, outside of Tyreek, but I mean they're you know. You also got to look at Kelsey back there. So, you know, hopefully our safeties, who really did get a chance to go out and defend the run more than anything else, hopefully they do, um, you know, stay home and and play well in coverage because it looks like something that we are going to need. Um, yeah, uh, I, I guess before we go, is there anything um, you want to touch on as far as uh, as far as the flag stuff, the kneeling stuff? Um, anything you want to say concerning that? Uh, Great, uh, great way to toss that out there. Um, me personally, and for those who have listened to uh, any of the podcasts that we've previously done outside of the Give Them Hell, you may know that I am extremely nonchalant and I am extremely, um, I really don't care about things unless they affect my pockets, my health, or my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I try to stay gen- generally, you know, precise with that. If it doesn't affect those three things, it doesn't bother me. But I can say lately, I've been get, I've, I'm, I'm getting a little pissed off because I'm feeling like there are people who get offended for other people because of what someone else, how someone else chose to find betterment find better uh, to create a better quality of life Mm. and i feel like it's no one's place to tell another person how they can or cannot protest um a perfect example of 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 the whole wanting to take offense for someone else uh i am a washington redskins fan you are a washington football team fan. yeah yeah uh 
I understand your side, and I'm sure you understand mine or that of yeah. those who don't mind saying the term. Exactly. But what 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 happened in the past is, at least from what I've read and to my knowledge, when the Redskins organization is going out there and conducting these surveys to the Native Americans on what if they deem it offensive, the consensus typically comes back as no, we don't mind. But, but, and I, I use this term broadly, I do not mean all of them, but it seems like white folk want to be offended for everyone else. It seems as if they want to be the bodyguards for those who aren't asking for it. And that rubs me the wrong way because how, how are you, who are you to tell someone they should be offended by A and B? Um, also, what a lot of people might not know, and if you're listening to this, you're obviously a Redskin fan. Um, upon doing my research on this, the Redskins were given their name by a racist. That's how we got our name. The term wasn't a term of endearment, but upon you know changes of ownership, changes of times, it's been turned into a term of endearment. It's almost warrior, uh, th things of that nature. It, it, it It's similar to Spartan, you know, things like that. It, it's supposed to mean something strong and you know warrior-like. So, I, but I, I, so I feel like. It's not offensive, but I am not here to tell someone that they cannot be offended by it or if they should. Mm -hmm. So to channel all this back to the flag, support, support what you want, protest what you want. It's all peaceful. It's all peaceful. No one's no one's taking the money directly out of someone's pocket. No one is affecting the next person's health. So do it all you want. But what I will say is it's starting to get kind of corny, man. Yeah, it's starting to get kind of corny. You got Ray Lewis out here. And uh, the funniest thing I heard, I forgot what podcast I, I listened to it on. Somebody said Ray Lewis was out there in the suit Avant had on in the Karma video. Yes, he <laughs> the was. Lloyd Banks. Yes, he was. He was, in the, he was in the Usher Year fit. He definitely was. Ah, he was out there looking like a coon. Now, let, let me. Ray the coon. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to ask you a few questions to make sure that, you know, we're on the same page because I've been saying these things like left and right. I, I don't want to say them. I'm done saying certain things. So let me ask you, what was Kaepernick's original protest about? Uh, the injustice in America of black folk being wrongly treated by the police force. Uh -huh. Yeah, that, that coupled with racial inequality like that. That's what it was. Right. That's all. So, forgotten, <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. Like if I tell you, OK, this is what I'm dealing for. You can't turn around and tell me that I'm offending, like, I'm, I'm against troops. Like, because I've, <laughs> I've explicitly told you that this is my issue. But this explicitly. is the thing, though. And this is the thing. This is what I said. People just don't want black people to tell them to treat black people better. Real talk. Like, I don't know how else to, I don't know how else to go about it. People are not comfortable hearing black folks say, you're treating us wrong. They, they all want to. They, they all think black people are just being victims. Yeah, and and this is the thing. Like, there's evidence and numbers 
to support more than enough. Yeah, but I mean, if you don't want to hear it, you don't want to hear it. Now, now here's here's where things went left, though. So that was said, right? People choose not to acknowledge that they say, "Why aren't you giving money to this?" Okay, we are giving money to it. Well, why aren't you talking to people in the community? We are talking to people in the community. Why aren't you having a conversation with the police? We are having a conversation with the police. Um, so all those things are happening. But again, if if you if you're so used to getting behind this idea of unity, quote unquote, like then it's easy for you to ignore that these problems exist. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, you know, I've I've talked about it, but and we don't have to super get into it because I don't really listen. You, you'll listen to the rest of the show you were given and you'll hear about the president. So I don't really want to talk about that too much. Let me just say this. What you saw over the weekend was not people honoring the original message. It was people trying to keep money in their pockets. Mm-hmm. OK, that had nothing to do with. Uh, injustice or inequality in America that was about making it look like things are on the up and up mm-hmm. uh, but you know this is a show about one team and we've talked about that one team uh, before we get out of here let me just say that um, we appreciate everybody listening so far um, we'll be back next week to talk about uh, Washington versus the Chiefs if you have any questions or comments for us you can reach us at South Congress with a K South Congress at gmail.com um, Feel free to listen to any of our other shows on this network. Be warned. <laughs> the show you're going to see on your feed immediately before this, it does Toronto come with, advisory. Yeah, it comes with a very specific warning. It's something you might um, you know, want to listen to in private. But, uh, yeah, I think that'll do it for us this week, man. Anything you want to get out before we go? Uh, for all those who listen who do not understand the flag situation, look up the definition of social injustice because you will find that there are a lot more social injustices there are than just the, the ones of colored people and black folk. Yeah. With that being said, you will understand that no matter who you are, no matter what you do in life, you or someone close to you is currently going through a social injustice mm-hmm. or living within a social injustice. So just be aware of that. Um, and, as, and let me add to that, and as an American, you have the right to protest that. And... You have the right to be heard. You have the right to be heard on it. And if you are able to communicate that um, in an effective way, um, you know, I'm here for it. I'm here for the conversation. Most people are here for the conversation um, until you make them uncomfortable. And if you're making them if you're making them uncomfortable, you're protesting the right way. Exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that'll do it for us this week, man. Um, we'll be back next week talking about the uh, Washington football franchise versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, for more, camera.